0: and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com.
1: Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice. Dark Dice
2: hey everybody welcome to the dungeon cast i'm will i'm brian this is a podcast where we talk about everything dungeons and dragons from mindless monsters to malleable metals and today we're talking about moradin All right, Brian. The community has voted.
0: Yeah, oddly in Morden's favor apparently. Indeed. Well,
2: just barely cuz it was it was neck and neck between Morden and Mistra. But I didn't expect either of those. Um, I kind of expected Mistra cuz she's really mysterious and cool and there's a lot of cool lore to her and she's really prominent in like Minister's stories. Uh, but more than one, surprising everyone. So
0: <laughs> Everybody who voted for like I guess you could vote for multiples. You
2: could. I made sure that you could vote. I wanted to know all the gods that people wanted. So. Yeah,
0: so everybody that voted uh, for everyone that I saw on the Discord, like admittedly, <laughs> openly admit that they did that. I didn't see what do you, that. That's like not voting. Well, I mean. It's exactly the same as not voting. I still appreciate it because it
2: means that like there's no there's no God left out. So I know that eventually we're going to cover them all.
0: But that's why they're on the... I know okay fair enough Either way (laughs) Moradin
2: won Um, So thank you all to everyone who voted Yeah. And uh, yeah let's talk about Moradin He's uh, he's a lawful uh, good god Of protection creation earth and law He is the chief deity of the dwarves And all of dwarven kind He's also known as the soul forger The dwarf father the all father and the creator Nice you know there's a lot of all fathers I swear every other god is like I'm the all
0: father Weren't we talking about that grey rock from Eberron or Um, whatever what? <laughs> What's that? Create? It was the Allspark. Um, the Allspark. The Allspark. Is it Eberron? We just talked about it a couple episodes um, ago. It was like. Uh Chaos in, in a bottle or whatever. Oh, uh, like that that's Dragon dad Yeah, Chaos. He bottled his dad in the, yeah, the Greystone. stone. Like, I'm yeah. your dad now.
2: I'm your dad now. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of how that went. Um, yeah, he goes by the All-Father. Uh, Io sometimes go by the, goes by the All-Father. Uh, an the god of Giants, he also goes by the All-Father. So, I don't know. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, Maybe
0: it's just the same god, like, in different costumes over and over again. I mean,
2: it's super not, but, okay. I mean, sure. <laughs> so, he's a greater deity uh, recognized. He is a greater deity recognized outside of the dwarves but he is very much a dwarven god okay um but those who aren't dwarves that tend to worship morden are blacksmiths miners jewelers engineers machinists and warriors because morden is kind of all those things okay he really likes all those things so um but yeah still first and foremost he he is a dwarven god um and dwarves are his primary concern um which is fitting because he made them okay sure so Morden is usually depicted as a stern faced male dwarf standing about twenty feet tall or so. Oh God, yeah. what? <laughs> that doesn't a, make any sense.
0: He's a really big dwarf. Is he proportioned? He's, yeah, probably he's, proportioned he's a, like, he's a dwarf.
2: proportionally a dwarf.
0: He's just twenty feet tall. So if you like just, just scale up a dwarf. <laughs> exactly. Oh you know, like well, like the entire lanky.
2: the entire dwarven pantheon is actually like that. So it's like the more powerful you are, the taller you are. Morden's the tallest of the dwarven gods. Okay. So is his con like a forty? Yeah, he's, we're gonna talk about his stats. Because okay. see, this is—I think this might be the first like greater deity we've talked about mm-hmm. on this show because uh, we talked about Asmo, who he could, can be a greater deity depending on your edition, but for the most part, he's just like the most powerful devil slash maybe a minor god. T Matt was a minor deity. Bahamut's a minor minor deity. The Raven Queen's kind of in a gray zone. Loth is an intermediate deity. Morden is a greater deity. His power is far superior to any of those. He could probably take all four of those. Like head-to-head head at, at, at once. But we'll get
0: into And that. And none of them will be able to poison him.
2: No, not at all. (laughs) So anyways, uh, back to the way Morden looks. Uh, His upper body is especially robust. He's got like wide shoulders and a barrel-shaped chest. He's got like really buff, well-muscled arms. Okay, cool. Um, Some sources say that his hair and his illustrious beard shine white. Others depict him as having like dark black hair. So it just depends on which book you're reading. All right. Um, What kind of
0: encounter you have with him? Because if he comes out of the sun, he's going to manipulate the colors. He's usually dressed in like really... Not modest, but really
2: like basic wear, like a blacksmith's scarf. Oh, okay. Except for when he goes in the battle, in which he's like dressed in full plate armor. He's got a giant shield and a warhammer. Yeah. His uh, his holy symbol is a hammer and anvil. Although sometimes it's depicted as an anvil with like a silver flame on top. Nice. Okay. Cool. So yeah, he's he's all about blacksmithing, and he's all about being a dwarf. He's just the most dwarfy dude there is. So according to dwarven myth. Morden uh, was incarnated from rock, stone, and metal, and his soul is an ember of fire. Um, It isn't really stated where he actually comes from, so it's really up to interpretation. Um, Much like Corallon, it's hand wave as he always was, which is something you're going to see with a lot of these older gods. Just none of this stuff was really explained. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's kind of how, if you're talking about a greater deity, that's the the thing. It's like, the origin needs to be mysterious, I guess, in a lot of ways, or else you have to have... (coughs) the thing, there's something above them that you have to quantify.
2: And depending on your um, setting, it is explained. Like, Forgotten Realms has a creation myth, which we'll get into more if, like, if we do a Mistra episode or a Saloon episode or a Shar episode, um, because they're really tied to the creation mythos behind uh, Forgotten Realms, like, we'll get that story. Yeah. But when it comes to Moradin, it's just, he kind of always was, and no one really knows.
0: Yeah, not even, like, he crawled out of the soup of creation, he was... It, it just really doesn't get into okay. any of it. It
2: just doesn't say, so it's really up to interpretation. All so right. like I said, you'll get this a lot with the original DD gods. Morden, uh, his first write-up was actually in nineteen eighty for the Greyhawk setting, but it's he was also just adopted into Forgotten Realms and Planescape, which was very common for that day and age. Like it all cool. just kind of became one thing. Okay. So regardless of Morden's origins, the origin of his children, the dwarves, is somewhat explained in like a mythological sense. So it said that the dwarves were forged. Their bodies were forged from metals and gems, and um, they were forged in the in the fires of the heart of the world. So okay. I guess the world's core, I don't know. Uh, after he made the dwarves' bodies, he then breathed life from his own essence into their cooling forms, and these were the first dwarven souls. Okay. His breath was the first dwarven souls, and he breathed them into these weird metal potties, and now they're dwarves. <laughs> they're just they're just <laughs> little
0: little people balloons. <laughs> right, yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh for he gives Morden an even greater role as one of the original Dawn War deities, um, where he crafted all the mountains of the world from the primordial earth.
0: Okay. Um, the Dawn War is just to so in 4
2: think think about 4 um, is again very re- reminiscent to like like a Greek pantheon mm-hmm. where it's like all the goods good and evil were part of the creation of the world right which is very much how Dragonlance kind of is too and then like the Titans in in this case would be like the primordials right so, yeah that's 4e for you so personality wise Morden is seen as a stern and stoic father figure he's known to be a uh, harsh but fair judge uh, he's Strong in body, mind, and just sheer force of will. Some say he's like strength incarnate. Um, his will is to inspire the dwarves to invent and improve. He encourages dwarven good nature, craftsmanship, and harmonious existence with other good races. He tries to dissuade the dwarves of their prideful and isolationist tendencies. Okay. so I mean, that's cool. Very much... So in the Bahamut episode, we talked about how like Bahamut had all these draconic traits. Like he's a real dragon, except for he doesn't have any of those bad traits. Like he's not greedy. Okay. He's not overly prideful. Yeah. Morden's the same way.
0: He's like the dwarfiest dwarf there ever was, but without any of the bad traits. It's like when you make uh, copies of music files too many times, like, Mm -hmm. or a key. Like Mm -hmm. if you take an original and make a copy of it, it's there's, there's some imperfections with it. Right. And then if you make a copy of that copy, the degeneration of copying Indeed. over and over again and yeah. that's how you get dwarves then that's if dwarves <laughs> tried to make other smaller <clears throat> people and their representation forms that's how you get gnomes just yeah, kidding there
2: you go <laughs> so morden teaches values of law and good um he's all about uh, crafting goods of lasting quality loyalty to the clan to the leader to you know one's people and family uh, of meeting adversity with like stoicism, but at the same time with uh, with a tenacity and not giving up. Um, he tolerates no evil amongst his people, which is why he cast out the Doergar. Right. Um, wisdom. He hit one of his um, one of his. No, I don't want to say tenets, but one of his teachings is wisdom is derived from living and tempered
0: by experience. So okay, it's kind of a philosopher in a way. I remember being upset with Morden for casting out the Duragar because I'm yeah, like, yeah, because he was kind of a dick about it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty black and white, man. Like, and well, I mean, as you help a lawful them some other good way? deity, he is very black and white. And well, I that guess is that's a, my it's issue. problematic. It's like, yeah, he didn't try to help them. He was just like, no evil you fucked up out
2: yeah exactly uh-huh. so with that being said I think it can be said that Morden really does lead by example like he like I said he has all the traits of uh, I never hang all, out with mind flayers. <laughs> right he he has all the good traits of Dwarves without the bad and he he tries to encourage these traits uh and cultivate them amongst his people so he does lead by example he's a really good leader it's just you know everyone makes mistakes you should have been more like your father <laughs> you more like your all father. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. So as one would expect, Moradin is held in the highest of regards amongst all dwarven kind. Uh, his teachings and clergy permeate throughout Dwarven culture, from their craftwork to their marriages and even... Um their their calls to war okay like they they invoke morden's will and they call out to his name so um, wait the
0: durgar do they still no durgar are cast out and the durgar gods were cast out of the pantheon as so, well so they're no, no longer considered dwarven kind i guess then? they are like part of dwarven kind but like so i guess we need to they've been cast out errata that sentence
2: where he's the the, the one of all He's held in the highest regards amongst all Dwarven kind. That even, not cast out. Because even the one. There's what I'm saying. <laughs> well,
0: what I'm saying is like even the Dwargar are like, that dude is legit. Like, well, yeah. I yeah. mean, you, you could say that dude is legit. They're not worshiping him though, But right? no, they're not worshiping okay. him and they
2: do hate him. I guess. But, I guess they, yeah. so
0: they just still hold him in esteem.
2: Yeah, because it's hard not to. It's hard not um, to. can't deny that And he that is guy. their creator. So. It's like Michael Jordan.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's
2: like Michael Jordan. It's hard to deny Michael Jordan. No, right? So even dwarves that don't outright worship Morden will appease him with, uh, like, occasional ritual just because, like, it's just too disrespectful not to. Uh, most dwarven clerics that there are are clerics of Morden. Yeah. I think that goes without saying.
0: Are you, if you're a Cleric of Morden, are you like Life cleric it or um, Forge I'm Cleric? i trying to remember the domains. Like I definitely think, Forge Cleric, I think
2: right? Life was one of the domains. Definitely Forge. Um, there was another one. War, war, I think, is another one mm-hmm. as well. Um, and I'm sure you can make an argument for a few others, but I think Life and War were listed. Forge wasn't before just kind of like an off-the-beaten-trail one. It's not in the player's handbook. Right. Yeah. But that being said, let's take a short rest.
0: Okay. All right.
1: That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind.
0: This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
1: So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to the part of the episode we're not talking about the last thing, we're talking about this new thing. This new thing is, is love. I love you. Um... You have to. Oh you, God. I love you, too. You're okay, actually obviously I to to tell the listener that you love them. <laughs> it's true. I care. I love you guys. <laughs> I love you guys. Let's love more people. Some specific people. Um, some very specific people. Some people that became patrons on Patreon. Patreon.com slash DungeonCast where you can find bonus content, uh, get mugs of with cool catchphrases on them, etc. Um, or, if you want to become an NPC in our Super Quest Saga game. Anyway, let's uh, say a special thank you to Sam Venditelli. Thank you, Sam. Uh, and thank you, Archduke Solis. Thank you, Archduke Solis. Thank you, Frank Vavrek. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Corey Stark. Thank you, Corey. Cool last name, Corey. <laughs> thank you, Johnny Houstiano. <laughs> thank you, Johnny. Uh, thank you, Jacob Hammonds. Thank you, Jacob. And thanks again, Alex Martinez. Thanks, Alex. Uh thanks, Matthew Bullock Fishner. Thank you, Matthew. And thank you, Ed Emerine. Thank, Emerine. thank you, Ed. <laughs> uh, we, we love you guys very much. Thank you for becoming patrons, and I hope you're enjoying all the bonus content you're entitled to, uh, given your tier. So um is there anything else we want to talk about on this short rest? This short?
2: Um, I don't I don't have anything to talk about. Okay. Back to the episode. Let's get back to the show. All right. All right, Brian. We're back. We've returned. Indeed, we have, and we're still talking about Mordan. So
0: we've returned.
2: <laughs> so Mordan has quite a few allies amongst the cosmos, which isn't too surprising. You know, he's both
0: powerful and dope.
2: Uh, first and foremost, he is allied with the rest of the Dwarven Pantheon.
0: Okay, but it'd be kind of weird if he wasn't. <laughs> like the team, the the company <laughs> soccer team is like Morden team captain or coach, and then e- exactly yeah. the
2: uh, the Dwarven Pantheon is otherwise known as the Morden Salmon. Um, and this includes uh, Morden's wife, uh, Baronor True Silver, the dwarven goddess of hearth and home, and the revered mother of all dwarves. That's so weird. You all work for me. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, is basically. my
0: pantheon. Indeed.
2: <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. So the Morden Salmon uh, are a rather large squad of dwarven gods, uh, 13 in total. Who will probably get their own episode Not each, they're not each going to get their own episode yeah. We'll probably do a Morden Simon episode And we'll just kind of go through all the major gods
0: It's just his posse
2: It's just his posse, and they roll deep
0: Yeah, if they go clubbing, <laughs> they're all there They're all much. there, I mean, yeah,
2: all the time They're never not together but Probably, they don't get sick, it's not like they can call off It's so true and if they're at war, they're all going to be at war. It, that's also yeah. true. Yeah. Beyond his dwarven allies, Morden has other friendships and alliances depending on addition and setting. Uh, his mo- his more notable ones are with Gond, Lord of Smiths, Torm, Helm, and Tear, who are all three different good gods of protection, loyalty, duty, etc. Sure. Those, like really good dudes.
0: Um, they're all somewhat related and will come up in each other's episodes. So. I'm, I'm friends with the armor guy and the guys that are the representations of the ideals that the armor represents. Exactly. Yeah, very much so. (laughs) Cool. Uh, Good writing. Yeah. Also, despite the
2: often strained relationship between dwarves and elves um, and dwarves and gnomes as well, um, Moradin has a very strong and old alliance with both Corallon and Garl Glittergold. Um, He actually gets along with Corallon fairly well, all things considered. Yeah. he, He thinks
0: Corallon is a bit frivolous, but like... I don't know they roll deep. Well, yeah. those uh, any kind of negative energy is amplified as you move down the chain. Like uh, the ne- like when you're making copies. Remember my copy analogy. Yeah. So the dwarves and the elves like find those things. Like dwarves really think that the elves are frivolous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Is there like a Tolkien-esque rivalry there? right? Yeah. I mean that's what Just, it's based off of. Yeah. So yes. That's what <laughs> cool. um but yeah no Corlan and Morden
2: um they're bros so yeah Morden can be stay- beer punk partners. What was that? Their beer pong party? Oh, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Um <laughs> so Morden considers all evil his enemy. <laughs> nice. And the enemy of his people. Okay. But above all others, he counts Maglubia and Grump his biggest enemies. That's probably right there, is probably why Corlon Morden get uh, Along so well they both fucking hate Grumsh. Yeah, okay. They just fucking hate that dude.
0: We talked. We we mentioned Grumsh. Can you go over Grumsh? Oh uh, yeah,
2: he's the chief deity of Orcs. Um, yeah, Corlon took out his left eye.
0: Because yeah. he was a fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and Morda was well like yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. Um, what's something cool we can say about Grumsh? I
2: mean, he is a badass. Let that not no mistake there. Like he fucks shit up, but he's always at war with Maglubia and on the um. Uh, Plane of uh, Acheron. Okay. Orcs versus goblins there. So, yeah. He's he's, he's the Horde master. He's all about basically uh, the Horde kind of consuming the world kind of thing. He's a god of destruction and and stuff
0: like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. uh, Grom, what's for breakfast? It's the world. Indeed. Okay. Uh, Grumsh will get his own episode for sure. Uh, yeah, that was uh, my next question. Then I was like, should I even ask it? I mean, yeah. Like pretty much anything major we, don't, we haven't taught, have an episode on yet is so going to get one. <laughs> right.
2: So Maglubia and Grumsh are, again, his biggest enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gone so far as ordering entire orcish exterminations on the Prime. Okay. Uh, so basically the enemies of dwarves are the enemies of Moradin uh, next on his shit list are the Duergar gods whom he banished from the Morden salmon for misleading the Duergar, uh, lastly the gods of the giants, and and his pantheon are sworn enemies of morden because giants and dwarves fucking hate each other yes, so again, yes they do all traditional dwarven enemies, goblins, orcs, giants, and Duergar all Morden's enemies he it's hates like, them, he hates their
0: dads it's like a, it's like Grumsh and a, uh, and like a, a giant god uh, playing beer pong against uh, Corlon and Morton. Oh, yeah. That- <laughs> it's like, uh, be, like the I, I would plane. watch that show sl- I <laughs> would watch the shit on that show <laughs> it's a it's a um, like Jersey Shore style yeah uh, it's exactly. reality, bad reality you TV you just get all the gods and they're the all in this the celestial plane is us. just bad reality TV like the upper planes are all just in that style yeah I love it that's fucking that's amazing. how I picture Greek mythology it's just like it's, yeah, it's bad I, reality TV it's like time to go down to the to the club and that's the material plane
2: I can see that Yeah, for sure okay so Morden dwells in the astral dominion of Arachnor also known as Dwarf's Home it lies on the sloping mountains of Salonia. We talked about this in the Celestia episode. which mm-hmm. is the fourth layer of Celestia. Arachnor is a deep and vast network of tunnels known as a Dwarven Mansion and it's dug and crafted it was dug and crafted by Morden and the Morden Salmon. That's hilarious. What do you mean? What uh, That it's
0: called a Dwarven Mansion.
2: Well I mean because it is. It's all one underground motherfucking mansion.
0: Yeah and they just like hug the walls and they're like I love rock. Basically. I love mountain.
2: The inside of Arachnor is actually a mystery to all but dwarves who are the only beings who are allowed within. Uh, those that do enter and return speak of stonework and craftsmanship that surpasses even the finest masterwork on the material plane. Nice. Uh, Arachnor's halls are manned by a standing dwarven army and even have a multitude of dwarven villages within. Uh, more, so it's almost like its own country. I don't know. You got to understand, like, Arachnor, it's like all these uh, god domains that are technically infinite in their own right. Okay. So it's like, it's a dwarven mansion, but it's infinite. And yes. there's dwarven cities inside of it. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Anyways.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, is there a point in even trying to talk about that? Because like, we can't, we don't know. Yeah, basically. Like yeah. just enough is to say it is infinite and then we move on. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So
2: Morden rules Arachnor, much like a king rules a kingdom. Uh, Arachnor also houses Morden soul forges, which he uses to temper the souls
0: of the dwarves. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Yeah, because so, they're, they're like made of gem dust or whatever. So
2: what I gather from this is much the in much the same way that elves are kind of like reincarnated souls over and over and over again, it seems the same thing's kind of happening with dwarves. Yeah. Because when their okay. souls come back, he retempers them, and I imagine they go back to a body. I didn't read that anywhere, but that just seemed to be what was alluded to
0: maybe it's kind of like the uh procession of like the the earth's crust where it like goes back into the mantle and is like reformed and then shot out of a volcano and now we have like Really cool land to plant trees. That's a
2: really good analogy, man.
0: It's a circle I really of life, like that one. super hardcore. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. the
2: dwarves, and I just like the, the earth uh,
0: analog. You heard nice. it here on the Dungeon Cast, everybody. <laughs> uh, take it to your world and build.
2: So temples to Moradin are always found underground and are more resemblant of vast smithies dominated by one or more grand halls of handwork, uh, hardworking craftsmen at, You know, just at work. Whether cool. it's they're smithing or they're sculpting or they're, creating like amazing jewelry it's just this huge motherfucking workshop with like a with like a a shrine and at the temple center is are going to be like enormous hearth fires with just forges set up with like the finest equipment that's so cool that that's what dwarven religion is like
0: (laughs) i like uh i like in in some depictions of like uh like pop culture dwarves you get like skylights that Mm -hmm. are like so fucking far up into like the Theron a mountain they have yeah. to dig so far but there is some light coming in yeah it's like
2: that'd be cool super yeah. super
0: good looking okay so d- really quick
2: uh so we're gonna get into like the stats of Moradin I mean not really but kind of um before we do that you got any questions about Moradin like any inquiries comments oh, spear pong record? concerns um undefeated yeah okay good answer (laughs) okay cool so being a greater deity uh morden cannot exist on the prime except like as an avatar under very special circumstances when and if he does this it's fucking terrifying and you should leave immediately
0: (laughs) what (laughs) okay
2: it's it's goddamn he's a goddamn force of nature
0: so so like if you're what does that imply like he'll just fuck up a bunch of dwarves well he'll be there for a reason um how do i put this so like okay
2: Superman.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh,
2: there's an episode. Yeah. There's an episode in uh, Justice League where Superman and Darkseid kind of throw down, and it's on like Earth. Yes. Um, and Superman's kind of getting the shit beat out of him by Darkseid. That's Um, how it typically starts. Yes, usually how these fights start. And then Superman, of course, comes back and beats, knocks the crap out of him. Yeah, because he gets punched into the sun or whatever. No, naturally, no. What I really liked about this scene is like Superman comes back and starts hitting him real hard and Darkseid's like, what the fuck happened? Like, I was just beating the hell out of you. Mm -hmm. How are you so strong? And Superman kind of has a speech where he's like, I live in a world made of glass and I'm constantly having to be careful about everything I do. Um, But I forget that I don't have to do that with you dark side oh. I can really just cut loose and do what I can do and then he proceeds to beat the shit out of <laughs> dark side So when these greater deities touch ground in the prime, it's kind of like that. The world is made of glass and anything they do, like any movement they make, they're going to accidentally fuck shit up. It's inevitable. They're too powerful to exist here. I see. So that's why I said it's terrifying and you should leave immediately.
0: It's a a really good analogy in terms of Dungeons and Dragons, where you've made me feel like I'm able to kind of visualize what a god coming to the material plane would be like. Mm -hmm. And then you made me sad about DC again. So let's just move on. Sorry. Okay. So, um... I'm not
2: too clear on a lot of the mechanics for some of these older editions, like uh, first and second. But I did go through some of the stats because they actually had Moradin statted out, or at least his avatar. And second edition has Morden's avatar statted out as a level 37 fighter, level 33 cleric, level 25 earth elementalist, level 25 fire elementalist, and level 18
0: bard. Just like stacked on top of each other?
2: Now, I'm not sure how first, second edition addition levels work but that sounds like a 138 level character to me
0: <laughs> no that makes sense right yeah i okay. mean <laughs> and that makes sense he's a greater deity like this he's a level 138 character this is like the shade he's projecting or whatever right exactly oh like, my god exactly that's just his shade oh man yeah. like you you
2: can stat a minor deity um and it's nowhere near that and that's just the avatar so third edition has now I do know that third edition's levels do work like they do stack like that so third edition has his avatar leveled as a level 20 fighter level 14 expert which I think is just like more into fighter Um, I don't actually know Uh, level 15 cleric making him like a level 49 character which is still fucking massive for just an avatar yeah
0: like just the fact that you're saying levels above 20 is just kind of like right exactly
2: So, yeah. So he wields a giant divine hammer uh, known as soul hammer, which counts as a plus five magical weapon. He has plate armor that counts as plus five magical armor and a shield that's a plus five magical shield. Wow. That's really good. (laughs) Indeed. All of his own forging, by the way. He's immune to the damage of all weapons that were forged. So all weapons.
0: I mean, I suppose a club. A club wasn't forged. Yeah, He's not immune to a club. Like, I shoved a dragon tooth into your calf. Yeah, like so he- any
2: wooden <laughs> weapons are game. Okay. Um he's got spells for days and like when I say spell he just he has all of the spells. Yeah. He just has them all. He's a greater god. There's nothing he can't cast. Um and, and furthermore, he just has abilities that aren't even tied to spells. Like he can alter his form at will, his size, he can alter reality around himself at will to a certain degree. Um cuz there's an uh, older edition. This is just his avatar. This is just his avatar. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if fifth edition has the alter reality spell but uh, older editions did and he can just do that at will. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. This is why greater guards aren't allowed near the prime. Uh, like I was saying before the world to them is more fragile than glass they can't help believe things broken and effective for centuries uh, even with the gentlest of actions
0: now did he make his pantheon did he have a hand in creating the other dwarven gods
2: I couldn't find anything on that I mean I didn't go as far as to like start like like baronard true silver I didn't like pull up her wiki and all the sources oh, right. read through they- it all I didn't have time for that but in none of the stuff I read on Morden did it talk about him crafting the Dwarven Pantheon. Yeah. That being said, I think he probably did.
0: It, that's a pretty big milestone. I mean, and then one day he barfed and a bunch of gods <laughs> came out. Like. I,
2: I mean, uh, we we do got lore that Coralon made the Seldarion, which is his pantheon. Yeah. I, I think it stands to reason that the Morden Sammo was probably created by Morden. Okay. Which cool. is probably why it carries his name.
0: So, yeah. yeah. Makes sense.
2: So I think uh, Morden is a greater deity uh, to feature in... He, he'd be great in an Underdark campaign. Like, maybe the Drow and Duergar are making, like, big military moves against dwarven nations. But in general, he's just a good fit for most campaigns, you know, as a, as a general rule. He's a good dude. He hates evil. He loves making stuff and stuff that's made well. Okay. I think uh, that can fit into pretty much any campaign. Like, I think Morden is an easy god for one of your players to worship, and it just works. Because yeah, Because okay. they're usually fighting evil, and Morden's about that.
0: Yeah, and that's a good, like, strong source of power to channel.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, he's one of the greater gods, Mm -hmm. for sure.
0: Any questions about Morden? Uh, Could Morden make a hammer so big that even he couldn't swing it?
2: Yes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Because he's not, like, he may be a greater (laughs) deity, but he's not, like... Truly omnipotent, you know. uh You know. Oh you know what yeah. I'm saying? Okay. So, and since he's such a dope uh blacksmith, I, I, I think he could. I think he could forge a hammer so great that he even he couldn't he's lift it. He's better
0: at blacksmithing <laughs> than altering reality or whatever. Exactly. Okay. So, like, so he'll make it, and then he'll go to pick it up, and be like, "Oh f- shit, I fucked up." Yeah. Only Lord Ao, the the true All Father, the All <laughs> All Father, could lift this hammer. I'm the All Father. That's my everything, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Like, I need him. I need you right now, all dad. Everything dad. I love it.
2: Yeah, we're going to do a Lord AO episode. We're going to call him the Everything Dad. (laughs) Any questions about Morden before we uh, move on? Uh, No. All right. Well, with that, let's get ready for a long rest. And I wanted to take a moment to kind of shout out our sister channel, TDC Plays, where me, Brian, my sister, Kiki, and some of the others from uh, the Dungeon Cast are getting together and playing some video games. And if you like video games and you like us here at the Dungeon Cast, um, go check it out. It's fun stuff. We're playing Smash every Sunday. We're calling it Smash Sundays. We got some. Uh, some Zelda going on there, some Pokemon. Um, we just finished a game called Outlast. We got Undertale on the way, um, but yeah, there's Bunch a link of side the...
0: scrollers coming because that's what I do. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, me too because I got Shovel Knight on the way as well. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, if you like any of that stuff, go check it out. The description or the the link is in the description. That's what I meant to say. Any anything you wanted to mention in the long rest? Yeah. All right. With that, I think we can call it a game, and we will talk to you guys later.
0: Bye.